0: I don't exercise.
1: Hello, welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi horror suspense classic Predator one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. And this week on the Predator minute. We are talking about minute 25. Minute 25, the Richard Sherman of minutes. Ooh, nice.
0: They need a takeaway. Shotgun for Captain. Takes a snap. Looks. Fires near side. Going for the end zone.
1: Balls, ah! it picked off? It is. It picked off the end zone.
0: It's- the yeah. tip. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the tip. That's right.
0: Um, we're also now old enough to not be on our parents' car insurance anymore. That's right. Is mm. this also the age where you can rent a car? I believe that's correct. Ooh, maybe those things are related. Oh,
1: my God. I, I'm sensing a trend here. <laughs> Driving, cars.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> John, I'm excited for this minute. We have, I am, I we have so a stoked. massive body. Our our body count list is going to increase exponentially.
1: <gasps> yes. Yes, uh, and yeah, let's let's dig into it. So, minute twenty-five opens with Dutch activating a satchel charge in the bed of a pickup truck, and ends with Dylan 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 hiding behind a
0: rock hmm. question mark Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's talk about it. What's going on in this minute? Oh man, Jeff? what is not going on in this minute? <laughs> let's do it. Okay, so uh, we kick things up. Where did we leave off? He Dutch exaggeratedly. If that's a word. Slice that belt off of the makeshift truck generator.
1: Yep, with his life support knife.
0: His life support knife. <laughs> so great. And uh, and now, about eight seconds into the minute, here we get a nice deadlift. What's up, guys? Jeff Cavaliere, AthleanX.com. We're talking deadlift today. One of the best exercises you can do if you do it right. Now, John, uh, I don't exercise um <laughs> so i don't know what that is but <laughs> i know that you dabble in uh in the weightlifting and the exercising so maybe you can take over here what is arnold doing with this truck uh he is kind of in the middle of uh planning this invasion
1: looks to be exercising his back his glutes his traps and his legs
0: <gasps> maybe by, his eyes uh, and his tries. <laughs>
1: eyes and the tries (laughs) just and and yeah i'm I, i did watch a few videos of people picking up the rear of cars a common mistake is just leaning back this is the opposite of getting your hips underneath you leaning back puts you out of position you cannot leverage a car you must use your strength and positioning to pick the car up and it's it's uh it's a common thing I guess if you're a bodybuilder to show off just how strong you are just so hey i'm not I'm not just like picking up this dumbbell or this barbell, yeah. but I can also just pick up you know real world objects like uh this <laughs> sixties era early jeep. Yeah, pickup
0: let, truck yeah we'll talk about the make and model of this truck too yeah. we did some research on that Uh but before we do we get a nice like Arnold Grimace while he's picking that truck up don't we
1: yeah I, I love this face just yeah. such a great face
0: <gasps> <laughs> if you pause it right there <laughs> like it's baring his teeth
1: <gasps> 'Cause Well, he's doing two different things here. He Not only is he weightlifting, but he also has to keep an eye on this guard to make sure he doesn't – I don't know if you've ever like done something like this or like you're trying to be secret, but like it's really hard right. to be quiet. Just uh, I'm going to lift up this 500-pound Yeah, he's going silently deadlift a truck. <laughs> to keep an eye. So I'm wondering, do you, what do you think? Do you think he's really lifting any kind of weight here or is it all just kind of like springboard maybe Making it easy for him to do.
0: I, I bet this is on, you know, like with, you know, liability and whatnot uh, on a mm. movie making set. I'm sure this is on some sort of maybe hydraulic lift or pulley system or something. <laughs> you know, he sells it. Like, he, he, he is straining there. So, he is straining. Yeah. And,
1: and, you know, he would have experience being Mr. Olympia. The
0: winner of the 1975 overall, Mr. Olympia. The one and only, the greatest. Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: But yeah, he would have experience lifting. I honestly, as soon as he lifts it, the logs go kerplunk. Yep, yeah, dunk dunk. <laughs> I just keep watching, I just keep clicking back to him, just kind of again, keeping his eye on the, the guard who doesn't have his. Uh, Facing who the, has the wrong his back way. to him. And Dutch just gives, Dutch Arnold gives this great, like, push, like, well, it's not mine anymore of the pickup truck down the hill. I don't know if you've watched this a few times, yes. he totally does this, almost like you're pushing your kids down the, the hill on a sled. <laughs> like, right, like,
0: well, I hope you live. Godspeed. Godspeed. <laughs> see you at the bottom. See you at the bottom. It's so true. He just sort of, like, once he gets, once the logs go kerplunk, and, like, he's decided that this whole thing is set in motion he just sort of like that facial expression just drops it and, (laughs) and it's like all right there it goes
1: You know no. what also reminds you? It reminds you of like if you ever helped uh, someone move a couch or something like that, and <laughs> you have one end, and you're totally like, "Oh crap, I don't have this anymore," and <laughs> you just kind of have to like let it go because you just can't hold your end anymore. That's, yeah,
0: and you just have to let you have to just give up in that moment <laughs> yeah. and admit to the person that you're moving with, like, "I don't got it, I don't got it, I don't <laughs> got it, I don't got it." Don't got
1: it. He even does the thing with like the body language thing where once he's letting go, he like kind of sticks his butt out a little bit. Right, just, it's a blink and you'll miss it. Just like
0: this, we oh, got. <laughs> Don't it have to is, anymore? Right, it is like a giant fucking truck. Like, <laughs> <does>. it's crazy. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of like deadlifting a truck silently, yeah. we get a nice shot of the guard who's mm-hmm. sitting in the wrong direction. And if you watch this very slowly. <laughs> You see his eyes shift over. <laughs> you know totally what I'm talking about?
1: Over, yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it happening yet? Is it happening? Yet? Like he's just waiting for his mark.
0: Yep. And then it starts to roll, and his eyes shift, and then they cut to like a side <laughs> shot, and his head turns. He's like, "Oh, there's a the truck is rolling." I didn't notice all the commotion that was happening back there for the last thirty seconds. Uh, the logs are all dropping down, and the board right. is flying up. He's already chopped the belt off. He, <laughs> deadlifted the truck we have uh, for anyone following along we've been trying to give clever names silly names to some of these henchmen these guards one Valdez. little smoky mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking off off pod and uh, I I kind of said he had a slight resemblance to a movie character
1: <laughs> yes he did yeah
0: so <laughs> I think he looks like uh, if you are a fan of the goonies I think he looks like Mama Fratelli with a mustache what the hell are we doing here? I trusted, your old mother
1: boy. Flower in the four wheel drive and hold on to your hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mama Fratelli.
0: Yeah, so. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> I get what you did there. Yeah. Oh, so Mama Fratelli. She oh. is. She does have the facial hair. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's Mama Fratelli if instead of being a, a Italian, she was Central American. Yeah. So perhaps from now on, she should be, or this card should be Central American Mama Fratelli.
1: Trusted your old mother
0: boy. <laughs> By See, far maybe, the name. C- yeah, maybe C-A-M-A for short. No, C-A-M-F. <laughs> Sorry. Right. C-A-M. Camp. Yeah, camp. It's camp. <laughs> Yeah so, yeah,
1: so Camp gives that, oh, what a what a beautiful double take of yeah, the eyes. Oh, you, you just know that he's been told, like, okay, this is going to go rolling by. You're going to react. But he's like, yep. am I supposed to react yet? Because it's starting to make a bunch of noise. <laughs> like, no, no, not
0: yet. <laughs> if you watch this really slow, so I'm watching this on my MacBook. And on the MacBook, I can use my two fingers and just, like, slide it on the trackpad, and it will move the movie back and forth. Right. And his eyes dart back and forth, like, two times before. Before he turns his head. <laughs> <laughs> doink, doink, doink. <laughs> maybe like, ah. just,
1: he's just like, I don't know, maybe he's off duty as well. Just like a uh, little smoky. A little smoky. A yeah, little, little, little smoky. He's like, you're on break. Just go to the edge of the camp. You can just hang out there. It's like, yeah. I really don't want to look. I really want to enjoy my break. this truck just goes rolling by
0: there it goes all right yeah. so we got camp we got arnold dead lifting the truck all right so he sets the truck in motion now right oh for this
1: next as, as he as he's doing it um yeah just a little line of tiny there's only uh three lines of dialogue super short mm. um the first line of dialogue is right here in the first whatever 16 seconds or so where dylan, dylan! is watching dutch do this through the binoculars oh
0: yeah and i kind of glossed over that yeah
1: and he asks, he asks hawkins he says what the hell is he doing <laughs> That's what is cutting back and forth between right like Dutch Dutch doing the the deadlift. and
0: I do love the idea that this is something that Dutch has improvised in the moment yes yeah and and uh Dylan Dylan Dylan
1: Dylan clearly
0: Dylan. excited about it, yeah, what the hell is he doing? but he's also kind of like, what the hell is he doing? What the hell is he doing? <laughs> yeah,
1: Dylan is, like, Still pumped on. all the way for this action. I mean, he mentions oh, it yeah. a few minutes ago when they're um, repelling out of the chopper. He says... Never knew how
0: much I missed
1: this, Dutch! Referring to the action. So it's, it's, almost, it's, it's almost like he just tagged along for the action, not for the intel gathering.
0: He's thinking back to the good old days. Good old days. Yeah, like the good old days. <clears throat> this truck sets in motion a whole series of events we should probably take very carefully piece by piece here yeah Um. before we get to the explosion did you want to talk about this this willies jeep is that how you say it willies willis i think it's willies um, okay that's what i think that's how i've heard it pronounced too willies
1: i have the little wikipedia entry out from here because um our good friends over at the internet movie cars and no internet movie cars and trucks database wow. so we have like along with I never knew all these databases
0: invas- existed. <laughs> yeah, who knew?
1: There's yeah. there's the guns or the firearms or the cars and trucks, and there's the aircraft. And we talked about the aircraft one uh, right. way back when in the beginning of uh, the movie. Uh, this is the Willie's Jeep truck. Um, it's a very customized paint job from the looks of it. it's It's been quite aged here in the jungle, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would, I think it has quite the modified uh, bed. <laughs> modified is used loosely. It looks like the That's metal in, part of the bed off. right <laughs> fell off, and they replaced it with like what looks like my dad's trailer. Honestly, it's like this yeah. kind of like a metal frame with like these eight by twos slatted. Um, on on the back,
0: it is pretty great when Arnold lifts that up and they pull the camera down underneath, mm-hmm. and you can see the the suspension there, and you can see the drive t- train spinning. Like they they definitely like actually used. A jeep and got it like spinning for this scene. Like it's it's pretty cool prop.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool, and I, I really like the uniqueness of this vehicle. You're not going to find jeep pickup trucks anymore because they stopped developing those in the, <laughs> the mid 60s. Yeah, which I where this, they got this one? Right this this movie is using at least a 20 plus year old truck, which I mean I think it, it, it's just perfect for this scene because right you're
0: you're looking at this thing thinking like oh what a what a piece of junk.
1: What a piece of junk!
0: Right. Well, we've talked about how they they pulled in like hundreds of extras, like locals, right? Mm-hmm. To, to yeah. Help work on the production. Maybe there was, you know, McTiernan. It sounds like had an idea for this on his own that was not in the script, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, perhaps he he asked around, and or or just found this locally at a junkyard or just privately for sale. Who knows? Through one of the extras that were working on the set.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I could see that being the case. Yeah. I like that possible origin story for this. Chuck. Like,
1: hey, yeah, we have this old. Truck. You know you want to use it. I think it's neat also because these being uh, possible Soviet sympathizers. Um, mm. if, if you talk about communist countries like Cuba or north korea soviet union um, one of those visual standbys you have with uh, those countries when you're looking at the culture and infrastructure and the vehicles is you'll see like these really old old vehicles that are still maintained still kept up because they're not like doing a lot of outside training with other countries and mm. um, upgrading their technology a lot um, and you'll see these kind of brightly multicolored uh, vehicles and that's what this brings to mind yeah that's cool um, i will say one of the funny comments that i was just having this the same thought here. Uh, when I was reading the uh, the car database here, one of the comments about the truck is that it says it runs the water pump for the terrorist encampment. Literally literally a pickup truck. So this has uh, <laughs> multiple meanings. It's picking the water up for the um, gorillas here, but then also, of course, Dutch is picking up the back of this truck. Picking up the truck. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I named this episode Pickup Truck many, many weeks ago when I was uh, yes. mapping out everything for the podcast.
0: Oh, that's awesome. All right. So should we get into this? <laughs>
1: yeah. What, what's what's Blaine saying when he's seeing this? I love, I love Blaine's oh, reaction.
0: I love his delivery of this line. So it just... Just the, so Arnold lets the truck go, goes down the hill. We get a quick shot from behind. Is that, it's like a silhouette of two of our... Crew up in the trees. I think it's supposed to be Blaine and Mac. Mac. I don't know the the other guy's
1: Mac. I don't think the other guy's Mac. I have more on that a little bit later.
0: It doesn't really matter, other than we get to see a quick shot of the their perspective of the Jeep, like (laughs) zooming across the camp, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, And then it quickly cuts back to uh, Blaine, and he just goes, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" <laughs> With just such great delivery. I listened to it over and over again when I was preparing for this. What the fuck? Um I'm gonna listen to it again right now. What the fuck? Oh it's What the Fuck? What the fuck? <laughs>
1: I just love this is this is their leader this is their you know their their inspiration for being on this team and for going on these deadly missions and, and he's totally just making it up along the way i know just totally she like puzzling his his team just like what the fuck I can't believe what I'm seeing. Like, what is happening? This is not the traditional storm the camp kind of scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, he goes to, they go to great lengths to show us that the team knows exactly what to do. Arnold gives them all these quick uh, instructions. Go here, go there, go right. there. They all go do their thing. Boom, boom, boom. They're super efficient. Great. And then Arnold, the leader, says, you know what? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, let's just roll a truck filled with <laughs> explosives into the middle of the camp. That's how we're going to start this out. <laughs> so, Blade's reaction is kind of perfect because if i i mean obviously if i was there uh i would be saying, <laughs> i would probably have the same rea- reaction what the fuck what the fuck
1: right and yeah, again just the fact that he's not the new the newbie not, you know blaine is well seasoned um with dutch's team obviously yeah. and just just to have him reacting in such a way is just catching us the audience off guard As what's going to happen next like I, I can't believe this is how we're going to start this operation what the fuck
0: yeah, so the truck zooms off. Blaine mm-hmm. says, "What the fuck?" What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is going to kick off uh, a whole series of explosions and deaths. And uh, one of the great, great things about breaking down this movie minute by minute is catching all these little bit characters and extras and stuntmen and henchmen. Mm-hmm. And our one of our favorite henchmen, Moonbeam, makes an appearance here. Moonbeam.
1: Moonbeam.
0: <laughs> tries to save the day. Yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he he jumps in the Willie's jeep. I I still cannot understand. I guess he was trying to jump in to hit the brake. <laughs> I would assume that since this was being used as the motor for a water pump that the rest of the <laughs> The truck was probably not functional. No. But Moonbeam, you know, in the moment he says, I'm peace on earth, God is love. I'm gonna try to save everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Let's save some <laughs> lives today, y'all. Oh
0: man. He hops Poor in there, Moonbeam.
1: it just yeah,
0: it just crashes right into them. If um, you watch it too, like immediately after he gets in, <laughs> he closes the door and looks up and goes, Ah, <laughs> Wait, does does he close the door? Uh, well, he kind of like I guess he reaches his hand. Uh, like yeah, he he kind of pulls totally, the door in. He totally closes the door.
1: Why do you close the door? <laughs> <laughs> he closes the door. It's like,
0: like you might as well put on your seatbelt and <laughs> yeah, and like the before mirrors. he can even settle into the chair, he's already looking forward and screaming. <laughs>
1: He's, he's hopping and screaming at that.
0: It's like all one motion. Like he just jumps in and immediately starts screaming. Oh man and then right in the next split second the jeep runs into the camp where all of our friends are sharing food <laughs> and fellowship and we get a nice big explosion here don't Oh
1: just just a, a beautiful uh, explosion here just huge fireball erupting and this is the 80s, so this is 100% practical. This is oh, 100% yeah. them just blowing stuff up on the set. It's pretty great. Yeah, um, I, I did want to give one last kind of shout-out here to Moonbeam,
0: um, mm-hmm. because in, in like the last well, little cookie. bit of... He did uh, Reach's Demise, so Reaches let's demise, give him a little eulogy here. Yeah. Doing
1: what he does best, which is driving. Uh, it turns mm. out this is um, a a longtime actor and stuntman and stunt driver named Henry Kenji, who you'll yeah, find under dead. IMDb as Gorilla Blown Up in Van. <laughs> which is (laughs) misnamed it's not a van it's a pickup truck right (laughs) but that's true he's, he's he's been making movies as a stuntman and actor since the late 60s early 70s and he's still in the 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 game of of acting and being a stuntman, being a stunt driver, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and and headcanon, my headcanon, he's like beginning his stunt driving career right here with half a second behind the wheel before uh, he travels back in time or explodes, whichever one um, you see fit. Yes. Let's
0: see if you bastards can do 90. Yes, I love that. I love the idea that this was his audition for the rest of his career. This two second shot of him just jumping in the Jeep, screaming and then blowing up. And then he was like, you know what? I could do that for a living. Uh, so I have a few acting credits to
1: to go through. Um,
0: to... Yeah, this is a great list. Go through this. Yeah, he yeah. has
1: 78 acting credits, 200 stunt credits. I'm, I'm going to stick to kind of a mix of like, a little bit of a mix of the two. These are mostly acting, but uh, if you have some spare time, Go to Henry Kinji's, that's K-I-N-G-I, um, to his IMDb page. You can see all the stunt casting he's done. It's just so much work. Uh, but I have him acting or stunting in Topaz, Kung Fu, the TV series, Car Wash, Bionic Woman, TJ Hooker, Scarface, Hunter, V, A-Team, Roadhouse, mm. Predator 2. He plays mm. a character named El Scorpio. El Scorpio! When I was just watching the clip where he meets his demise... He actually meets his demise when he's on the rooftop and Danny Glover is confronting him at the same time. Scorpio is looking up, you know, he can see the active camouflage predator on the roof and he's just terrified. He's so terrified that he's opening fire with his double automatic Uzis or pistols and Danny Glover totally blows him away. And it has to be Henry Kenji doing both acting and stunt, which, which I think is great. I think it's, great if you can both act and do your own stunts because yeah. he takes a dive off that building and that building has to be 60, 70 feet high.
0: Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you know the
1: shot I'm talking about, but I I do, yeah. now that you, now
0: that. that you describe that it's coming back to me, like yeah. that's, that's great. That's a great scene. Um, the next part of your list here is Pretty fantastic. Like I'm impressed that he was involved in all these things.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll keep going.
0: So no, no, so, sorry, I didn't mean to push you along. <laughs> oh no,
1: yeah, that's that's the whole flow. I like that. Uh, he's 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 in MacGyver tonight on MacGyver. Lethal Weapon 3, Batman Returns, Last Action Hero. That's a John McTiernan, Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. matchup. Uh, Star Trek, The Next Generation. Not a lot of stunt driving that, I imagine.
0: <laughs> Mostly dudes walking around talking about philosophy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Double Dragon, Lowdown, Ooh. Dirty Shame, Under Siege 2, Jurassic... Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> under Siege,r uh, Jurassic Park, Two <laughs> Blade, Walker, Texas oh, Ranger, SpongeBob that. SquarePants movie. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, Uh hey. Captain America: The Winter Soldier as Nick Fury's stunt double. Oh, mm. I love that. Drive Angry, Ant Man and the Wasp, and that's
0: and that's like super modern, man. That guy, this guy is unstoppable. Yeah,
1: this guy's unstoppable, unkillable. Hey. Here are just a few of his credits. He has, I believe, twenty separate. 27 separate credits just for stunt driver. And uh, I'm going to go in the order chronological close encounters of the third kind Hunter. Mm -hmm. Again, I'll come back to that TV show in a moment. Dukes of hazard, of course, right? Like if you ever watched Dukes of hazard, like, Maybe you can only remember a couple of things about it. One of the things I guarantee you remember is that every time they freeze frame for a commercial break, it's a car is in midair and some old guy's going, "I oh, let's see how the boys get all this
0: one." Long about now, I bet that boy wishes he had a parachute. Friends and neighbors, I don't think that jump was planned. Hmm. <laughs> What are they going to do to get out of this
1: jam? And one of the drivers is going to be this guy, Moonbeam, driving those cars over the ramps and into trees. Yeah, you can can look up Henry Kenji versus tree, and it's just him launching a police car into a tree.
0: You read these bios of these people doing this stuff, and you're like, boy, I, I what am I doing with my life? Right. <laughs> I could have been in all these movies, in all these movies.
1: And all you yeah. have to do is just do some stunts and they're not, you know, don't necessarily see your face, but you're still working constantly. I think Patrick talked about that. Cousin Patrick Zabriskie talked about that a few episodes. Yeah. If you can find your niche,
0: just yeah. go with it. I mean, I'm out of shape and I don't exercise, <laughs> but I could do all this. You can drive a car into a tree. Sure. <laughs> or into a camp. <laughs>
1: Um, Of course, he has stunt driving credits with A-Team. A lot of A-Team cut-ins with this movie. Matrix Reloaded. If you remember Matrix Reloaded, Mm -hmm. that was the one with the big highway scene. Yeah. 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 Uh, Date Night, Fast Five, The Total Recall Reboot, Furious Mm -hmm. 7, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and... Venom, all homeless stunt drive. And if you watch interviews with them, the dude is in like fantastic shape and just seems like a really, really cool, relaxed guy. He's just very calm, being really nice to everybody. There's a shot with Roscoe, uh, was supposed to jump into a tree. And for a few days, Paul kept telling me, Well, you know, I want this car to land up in the tree. And I'm thinking, How's this car going to land up in top of the tree and just sit there? He said, well, I found this tree. It's got a Y in it. I want you to land right there. I'm thinking, I'm Paul. So for three days, I'm walking around trying to figure out how am I going to land a car, the car in the tree? And I was getting upset because I said, Paul, that's not possible. You want me to come in with some speed and land in the tree? It's not going to just go stop, and sit in the tree. (laughs) And I said, all right, I'll show him.
0: up into the steering wheel separated my ribs damaged my pancreas broke my neck and i got showed him <laughs> what a horrendous crash that was See, it pays to buckle up
1: moonbeam man. Moon man it's like yeah. we, we we named him without knowing all this good stuff about him um some little trivia about him he's the co-founder of the black stuntmen's association so giving uh the recognition to black stuntmen um Awesome. His ancestry, and I like this, is, is a large mixed bag. He has Cherokee, Muscogee Creek, Seminole, Japanese-American, African-American, French, and Irish. Wow. Yeah.
0: Moonbeam, a man of the world. Man of the world. I, we have to give him credit right before he, right, we saves, gotta, he tries we to gotta... save the day we got to get him on the pod
1: right yeah that, yeah that would be cool i would of all these people i'm I, that i would be excited to hear from yeah I, he's gotta have some stories yeah he has to have some you know? really cool stories working with man the people
0: and in the different environments cool well good research hey thanks That's, that was an awesome uh find there yeah henry kinji check him out check him out So, yeah, like you said,
1: this is where, right,
0: once stuff blows up, it just,
1: we just go nuts here, just with everything that's going on.
0: And to kick it off, we get uh, Dylan. Dylan! Dylan! Uh, Saying, showtime, kid, to Hawkins. Showtime, kid. And then shit starts to go. So, should we just kind of break this down, like... Explosion by explosion and kill by kill here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So, why don't we take turns? Okay. So, the first one, or the first little shot, cutaway here, we get Arnold, <laughs> uh, mean mug in the camp, and chucks a grenade over his head, lands. Are we to assume this is the fuel dump that he was talking about earlier?
1: Yeah. He said he hit the fuel dump. Uh, if you, he throws the M67 grenade there, and like several explosions happen. And if you cut, if you pause it right between some of the explosions, you'll see a couple barrels about to go up. Um, there's some symbols on them. I can't read what the lettering is under the symbols, but the symbols themselves look kind of like a skull and crossbones.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so we get like it's that classic '80s thing where like you get the initial explosion from Arnold's perspective. Mm-hmm. And they do a quick cut to the building and it's like a massive explosion yeah. right in your face. It was a massive yeah. explosion. Yeah. And you can you're right, you can see some barrels there. We get a nice shot of two guys in fatigues that have to dive to the ground. Mm-hmm. Cuts back to Dutch and he fires again. Yeah, he fired this time he's
1: firing his under barrel uh, grenade launcher, the M two O three grenade launcher and i uh, this is this is just a wonderful shot he shoots uh and he's and then he immediately ducks behind the tree and from his perspective you can see if you freeze frame it again right because this is where all the action happens you really have to do a lot of freeze right. framing to catch all the details but he's blowing up what looks like a two-story palapa this thing is huge yeah. is mean, gigantic and i think the pyrotechnics are so intense that he is partly just involuntarily reacting by leaning against a tree again, unless it's, unless that's something yeah. insert shot, but I don't think it is. I think that's him just reacting to the explosion. Like, whoa, like that was so, no, I think so, so huge. Yeah. And so hot. It's gotta be hot. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's 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 a blink and you'll miss it What all they're blowing up But you're seeing, yeah, fuel dump You're seeing this humongous, humongous Palapa, he's blown up
0: And right coming out of this humongous Palapa That he just <laughs> destroys Ruthlessly We get a nice guy flying off a springboard <laughs> <Yes>. Don't we? <laughs> off a springboard, then onto like a leaf-covered Mattress, I'm sure Oh man, it is a good move yeah. Like,
1: he gets up high Yeah, that's some like, eighteen level stuff there
0: yeah, he flies up. His gun flies out of his hand. Does a front flip, lands on his back in a pile, quote unquote, pile of leaves right. slash mattress. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, that we're gonna come back and talk about that guy in a, again in a second because they they reused the shot later.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so then it cuts to after right after, uh, flaming guy lands. We see. <laughs> We see a whole bunch of gorillas running in the foreground and then a couple gorillas on fire just kind of wandering around.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like they got stuntmen in the suits and they just lit them on fire and they're like, like waving their arms in that classic like... (laughs) Stunt man on fire away. <laughs> yeah, one guy
1: kind of looks like he's supposed to be on fire, but he's not on fire. The way he's kind of walking, he has that same kind of like, oh, what is happening to me? Walk, but he's right. not on fire. And a dude right behind him though is totally covered, totally emulated. That guy's engulfed. <laughs> yeah. It's like two engulfed guys. Yeah, just to
0: really give it some depth. Give it some I know. It's almost like those guys are like too engulfed, like, <laughs> whoa, this went this went further than it was supposed to, everybody. Stop dropping and roll <laughs> oh man okay. okay so going past the guys on fire now we come to the kind of a random shot yeah of this this guy <laughs> it looks like a white guy
1: yeah that- it kind of looks like a tourist who's lost a little bit. He's like, what the hell is yeah. going on? Like in the background, there's like flamage. And he's obviously at the chopper door trying to figure out like what is going on all of a sudden. Like was he waiting at the yeah. chopper ready
0: to go or what? I don't know. Clearly not South American. Just like looks like your average <laughs> early 80s, I don't know, 40-year-old male. Uh, yeah, I was
1: I was arguing that he looked quite a bit like the hostage who was executed in uh, the
0: scene by uh, Sven Torsen oh, by the yeah. Russian officer. And they just do a quick shot of him and he like is turning his head back and forth, yeah. like, looking all confused. And he's got this really kind of weird, like grimace smear on his face. I don't know. Yeah, it's like he's
1: squinting, but like maybe it's so hot, like that's kind of the face you make when you have that much intense heat around you.
0: I was trying to think of a good name for this guy and I have to admit everybody, I I couldn't come up with one. He looks like, he reminds me of someone. He looks like, Every, I don't know, character actor from the mid 80s ever. The way his face is like grimacing, he kind of looks like how Arnold looks in Total Recall when he's on the surface of Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Without the helmet and the. His face is getting all fucked up from no oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we'll just, we'll just call him Mars for right now. So. <laughs> it's just Mars guy. Yeah. Get your ass to Mars. I don't know. He's just like, yeah, he looks around. He's all confused, understandably. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, okay. So, we cut away from Mars guy. Get your ass to Mars. Mars guy. And... And yeah, we want to take this next one. We get a nice uh, shot of... Uh, who's this getting in the action? So
1: this little Ponchito just hey. reaching out with with some love with his own custom grenade launcher. Um, he is firing... Right. One, one of his who knows what kind of caliber this grenade launcher is supposed to be, because as I've talked about in a previous minute, this was custom made for, for the movie. It's actually like yes. it has the midsection of like a, a large flare launcher and then has the handle and the barrel of a, a totally different gun. This right. This basically hand not handheld, uh, like some machine gun handle and, and like the total custom barrel. So who knows what he's supposed to be firing, but it's explosive and it's delightful um
0: yeah some sort of grenade style launcher here yeah and he He, ends up
1: blowing up the same exact guy that dutch just blew up (laughs) seven seconds earlier
0: (laughs) i love that he fires it in there and they do a quick cut and it's the exact same shot of the guy flying off the springboard the main difference being Um, that the second time the
1: guy gives this great yell this
0: -ah!" (laughs) -ah!" yeah that is an awesome death scream Yeah. (laughs) All right. But they cut it short. You only get like half of it there. Right. So as not to give away that they're just reusing shots. Right. And this is all happening so fast. I honestly probably would have not noticed that unless I was breaking this down Mm -hmm. second by second. But yeah, it's the exact same shot. I would say another thing um, you wouldn't
1: notice really is when he, when Panchito fires at the tree from which he's firing it behind, uh, the tree is already like pocked up with a uh, machine gun fire. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And you see, and I think you see that later on in the next minute or the minute after mm. that, where he's taking fire
0: and the tree is totally being chewed up. Um, yeah. So then uh, yeah. Panchito's getting in on the action, mm-hmm. get the nice quick shot then we get uh, cut back to Dutch, firing the machine gun, and just takes out, was that two guys, three guys, standing there with their machine guns mm-hmm. pretty easily. They just fall down.
1: Yeah, it's it's great. Um, and I, I would recommend that uh, if you have time afterwards, people out there, uh, to watch a little vignette behind the scenes, uh, from the making of, if it bleeds, we can oh. kill it documentary that came with the movie, but you can find all, all these, um, documentary. You can find this whole documentary kind of cut up into its different segments. And the stunts segment, um, goes behind the scenes and it's, uh, showing, uh, namely this gorilla camp attack, um, from a, a behind-the-scenes standpoint where they're filming things or lighting things on fire before the scene. They're blowing up the humongous palapa, the two-story one mm. that Dutch blows up. Oh, it's, it's so glorious. And uh, one of my favorite parts <laughs> of, of this behind-the-scenes is it shows first the guys running out just being ready and then without any kind of squibs going off, it shows them reacting as if they're being shot by Arnold. And then, yeah. as, as, then it shows them actually filming the scene it shows the same guys jump out and they start taking that fire and in the movie you only see it for about a second a second and a half but in the behind the scenes one of the guys just comically looks to be taking about five seconds of ammo from arnold (laughs) just <laughs> He's
0: just standing there before he falls down. Da, 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 da. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome. It's like we need more death wobble. We need more death wobble.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's super quick in the movie. It's like half a second. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, takes him out. Yeah, we get another quick shot of uh Mars guy. Get your ass to Mars. Um, looking over at the explosion, and uh, ooh, yeah, we get these a little over the shoulder shot of these two guys with the palapa just falling oh, yeah, it's just, behind them. That's pretty great.
1: Their camp is falling into quick ruin and debris, and they're just they, oh, they're just hilarious. They're like looking behind them as they're firing straight ahead. They don't know what to do.
0: Yeah, they're just shooting off in all directions. Just uh. Ah. Yeah.
1: And I, I like for for whatever reason, it, it probably not intended, but it makes me think of Billy recounting what happened to uh, the Green Berets earlier when the predator mm. was attacking, They said they were firing in all directions. There was a firefight. Not you know, not sure. So if like You know, a gorilla tracker comes to the camp later after it's been blown up. Is the gorilla tracker going to
0: be saying the same thing? They're firing in all directions. (laughs) Right, right. So we get like these two guys firing in all directions and then a quick shot of two other guys around a bunch of uh, sugar bags again firing in all directions. Just "Ah!" And that kind of brings the minute to a close. They come back to... Dutch who's behind his tree <laughs> well,
1: Hold on, let me revisit real quick the guy shooting yeah, yeah. from the sugar stack. It's like yeah. they're both looking opposite ways. <laughs> what do they do? <laughs> they turn and fire back in like the opposite direction. So they're basically like taking Double turns in the same place. <laughs> just so, oh my god. That uh, is ridiculous. It is so good.
0: <laughs> they just don't know what to do. Um Oh, this is fantastic. Uh, yeah, and it comes back around to Dutch, and we get him back at the tree, and he's been watching this whole time, uh, presumably ecstatic, and he kind of runs off down the hill, and then the minute ends just with a quick shot of Dylan. And Dylan! That's that. Dylan! Dylan! Dylan, we don't know what's going
1: to happen next. I, I think he's possibly going to hop into the action, into the fray at the beginning of the next minute, so we'll, we'll catch up there, but w- one of the things I wanted to... Make note of uh, before I dive into all the filming of this scene is uh, a little shout out to the field manual for jungle operations, Army 1982 there's a whole section called the fighting load for an infantry platoon conducting operations in jungle terrain as in what would the average soldier be carrying as part of jungle operations and it goes a great deal into right the nitty-gritty of you need to have you know bug repellent you need to have you know band-aids a compass a watch um different kinds of weapon loadouts they give uh namely one of the things that are it's it's markedly absent is binoculars just like um like uh-huh. i mentioned a few minutes back that now do you want tiny binoculars or <laughs> giant binoculars <laughs> i know it's, i was totally expecting this to mention binoculars but binoculars are definitely absent in this loadout uh, but one of the things that i mentioned was uh you are going to be carrying explosives explosives in the jungle namely c4 claymore mines trip flares concussion grenades cs munitions and cs is the uh, tear gas and in the loadouts it mentions that every soldier should be carrying two fragmentation grenades two frags and we can see arnold activating one of his fragmentations it doesn't mention the satchel charge it doesn't mention <laughs> a minigun old painless <laughs>
0: those aren't those aren't standard They're issue Shit. <laughs> <not> <laughs> <issue. laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, field manual make a mention that you should be carrying explosives. Jungle, when we see the jungle,
0: we see the uh, explosives
1: in, in motion. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's pretty great. It's um, just talking about we kind of broke it down like second by second here, mm-hmm. but just talking about the 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 minute as a whole and really this the scene as a whole it's pretty fun because yeah. the movie has been building to this as we've been talking about the last couple of minutes and uh, to see it finally happen. They really execute it pretty well. It's very fast. Mm-hmm. You get a whole lot of action really quick. We'll talk about the death count here in a minute, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, I just, I appreciate as I'm watching it in slow motion and breaking it down, I'm pr- appreciating the care that's taken to give it its controlled, but it's also frenetic. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can understand the sequence of events happening, but you also get the feeling that it is uh, chaotic yeah. for for the guerrilla camp. So I, I feel like it's done pretty well. And I know that uh, we have some notes on uh, John McTiernan's Director commentary where he kind of talks about the filming here. I don't know if you want to bring that up right now, but we should talk about it at some point because I think it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do want to make mention that this is uh, where John McTiernan is kind of starting to sour during the commentary. He is, yeah. he, he was not seeing this film as a war film and in the middle of this film obviously it's playing up to the war tropes and the action movies of the 80s with all the explosions and gunfire and people launched by springboards and launched in the water um, so for this middle part sorry Joel Silver uh, one of the main producer for this movie was really wanting to amp up the action really to keep the audiences engaged because so far it's been like you're saying it's been building up it's been keeping us in suspense and finally there's this huge release before we have the genre shift at the end of the first act right Um, and John McTiernan is just he's explaining you know with great distaste that this is you know second unit directors filming this it's shot stuntman style with a static camera Um, a lot of explosions and guys falling into pads Uh, he explains that the guy who filmed this, the second unit director Craig Baxley, had done a lot of work on the A team as a stunt coordinator. John and mm. uh, and John McTiernan goes on to say he doesn't like this kind of stuff. He he yeah. wasn't a very good sport in doing this. He was arguing all the time with Joel Silver, saying this isn't a war movie. This is a horror movie. And all the while Joel Silver saying more intense, faster, and we need we need to blow stuff up, more bodies, more blood. Um, and he you know John McTiernan comes across as a little bit of a douchebag, pretentious, hipster artist. Like I'm all about the moving of the camera and connecting shots and everything's dynamic and I'm rack focusing, I'm doing crane shots. Baxley's just, you know, just kind of just cheap for thrills action. But I I think you really need that in this movie to show how awesome the team is without this. I, I don't think we're nearly as blown away later in the movie when the the predator is taken out um, our main team here.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting duality in styles and it's something I I learned while doing research for this movie that I I didn't know that there was such a thing as a second unit directing team, mm-hmm. but apparently this is fairly common um with especially genre films, action films where you want to bring in a group of people that are specifically skilled in one type of shooting of a scene, right? Like an action scene like this. And I wouldn't have noticed it until it was pointed out, but it is true. Like all the camera shots here are static. It's just quick cuts between one camera showing one thing and then moves to the camera that's still and static showing something else. And it happens very quickly. So you get the feeling that there's lots of action and that you're moving around the camp but the camera itself is not moving at all. Mm-hmm. And that is a stark contrast to a lot of the scenes that we've watched so far leading up to this uh, action sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, We've talked a lot about how he had the long one takes and the crane shots and all the stuff that he did previously. So I think that's interesting. I, I, on the one hand, kind of understand his gripe. Like as an artist making this film, I can understand why he didn't really agree with, this the choice is being made at the same time i think you're absolutely right like for this type of sequence the i think the choice is right like it looks good it's you're capturing the essence of the of the scene and and what you're wanting to convey to the audience so i i don't know i, f- I always find these director commentaries pretty fascinating to hear to kind of truly what was going on in their minds uh, behind the scenes as the filming was taking place one of these things things to just say yeah it was a change made by the
1: studio made by the producer but i think the change really pays off because a lot of times when people talk about this being an action movie they're talking about namely these scenes and you know some scenes later on when arnold's taken on the predator the team is encountering the predator but a lot of action talk for this movie comes from right here right in this uh end of the first act explosion of uh the the team encountering the gorillas.
0: Yeah. And you nailed it. Like this is the end of the first act, mm-hmm. right? Like we've, we've reached that point. Like this will, we'll be on this scene for the next couple of minutes in this, in this project, but, um, this is the end of the first act and, and it's a, it's a good way to, we've built up the audience with a lot of suspense and now they get some early payoff mm-hmm. with some pretty cool action. And then it does, it's going to shift gears into more of a, a, a genre-focused film, uh, more of a horror film, a sci-fi film in the, in the second you know, half, second two-thirds. But the first one-third of the film really has been built up as being an action film. Mm-hmm. So... I think the payoff here makes sense. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with juggling genres in a movie. I think that's interesting and makes for a great film.
1: Yeah. And, and just to give Craig Baxley some credit here, uh, he is, he's someone who in the IMDb trivia, it's one of the things that mentions is that he's well-known as being extremely well-organized and very loyal to his crew members. One of the parts about this little uh, stunt segment of the making of documentary for the movie It's explaining how he has this whole shot list for scenes like this, meaning, you know, it's a very Mm. detailed list of like, okay, first shot is showing this behind this perspective. And this is exactly what you see for how long. And this is, so this is the next shot. So he's very well organized. Just mapped out every single detail,
0: every explosion, an incredible amount of action. Okay, here we go.
1: Now by the number. If the gentlemen that are doing the pre-light can get in their position so we can see how
0: long it's going to take, it'd be terrific. I'd like you to run to every mark you have for the pre-light, all
1: right? Basically for me, it's I shot list everything. And what I'll do, I'll write a, a brief synopsis of an action sequence and I'll construct a shot list. And in doing so, I'll, I'll itemize uh, every aspect of this kind Carl Weathers goes on to say in the same segment how it was one of the more fun scenes he's ever done, action-wise, mm. and that he doesn't remember anybody being hurt the attack on the palapa was one of the most fun scenes i've ever been involved in because there were so many guys there was so much gunfire the explosion of the helicopter all that stuff i mean it was amazing of how many rounds of ammunition went off in that thing and i don't remember one person getting hurt during this Segment I I think the only injury sustained in this film
0: is when Arnold is going off the waterfall and that's a John McTiernan shot. It is uh ex- it's pretty expertly put together. Like you can imagine I can imagine him sitting down and storyboarding this. And when you think about that, it's kind of incredible because there's so many quick cuts in this sequence that are like you know I don't know half a second long. Yeah two two seconds long. There's like, okay, we need a quick shot of these two guards flailing and and shooting in all directions. And we see that, but we you know we see it for you know literally half a second, one second maybe. And then it moves on, but they had to shoot all those different little pieces and stick them together. Yeah, movie making is is crazy. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's it's crazy cool and just yeah. It, when it all when it all comes together right, it just is magic on the screen where you're saying, well, how do they do that? And watching yeah. the behind the scenes gives you that gift of uh, foresight a little bit. Yeah.
0: Before we move on, should we talk a little bit more about Craig Baxley and his his credits? Here? Yeah, man. So do you want to talk Since about he him? Is the second unit director. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you put together an awesome some list of some of the stuff he has done so it looks like he works as a stunt coordinator but also he's done some directing mm-hmm. so for the stunts and the coordinated stunts for tv do you mind if i run through this list here sure and they're in
1: reverse chronological order unless you want to read them mm. back to front
0: no, no that's good so okay. i'll just go through quickly uh 18 dukes of hazard hunter pause it there
1: pause it there okay pause it there i was was gonna talk about hunter real quick so hunter was this uh series this kind of crime fighting duo um i don't know a whole lot about it but it came out in 1984 ran for seven or eight seasons saturday
0: hunter call
1: you got one hour a maniacal killer takes revenge i'm gonna kill her the chilling conclusion
0: of hunter legion
1: of hate saturday and in the production for this movie, this movie Predator is originally named Hunter, and then when it came yeah. to the screen, one of the changes they made was not naming it Hunter, but Predator. Um, I, I, so as I guess not to confuse audiences, that this isn't the TV show that you know you're watching on CBS every Friday yeah. or something like that. Um, so it's interesting having that connection here. And like I said before, I think Henry Kenji was uh, a st- stuntman or an actor on that show uh, and now craig baxley is yeah doing this uh stunt coordinating and actually directing the wasn't he the was he the director for this i don't know he's directed as the second unit um, in hunter. yeah it okay. looks
0: like it yeah you have it in your notes that he was a director there for hunter as well yeah yeah reds bionic woman wonder woman charlie's angels roots gemini man uh for movies we've got the warriors warriors That's awesome. come out and play tink. <laughs> <Ding, ding, ding. laughs> All the earths come out to play. Uh, Close Encounters, Logan's Run, that's great. The original Rollerball Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, was that... Gosh, four or five in the series? Sure. Sure, yeah. (laughs) I don't know my Uh, Planet of the Apes, sorry. Yeah, I think I've seen the first four. I can't remember where that lands. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever. He got a little James Bond in there. Yeah. And uh, then as uh, director, do you want to run through these? I don't want to steal your thunder here. Oh, I think you should, because you had a lot of stuff to say about one of them. Oh, yeah. Well, I just looked at the list of his directing credits, and a couple of them popped out at me Mm -hmm. as being like fun, nostalgic movies of mine. Left Um, Behind 3 being the first one. (laughs) So much nostalgia for the third time that
1: everybody is left behind by The Great Rapture. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Oh, Is that starring Kirk Cameron? Please tell me yes. I'm pretty Um, sure it is, yeah. Oh, gross. Uh, (laughs) Left Behind 3, Sniper 2, Storm of the Century. Is that a Stephen King adaptation? Yeah. Do you remember
1: that one? That was one of those kind of bottle series where it was like a mini series and they're like all inside and... You know, all the, yeah. the whole psychology of the storm is playing on people's heads about, like, what are we going to do? Like, some people are antagonizing others. And I just remember yeah. how suspenseful that movie, that miniseries was. It's like, this is really uncomfortable. I don't want to watch this.
0: That exists in my head. Like, it's compartmentalized into like mediocre. Uh, Stephen King adaptations made for TV. <laughs> I don't know if that one was actually made for TV, but, um, I think it was, I think it was just a TV miniseries. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, okay. Revenge on the highway. I don't know what that is. Me neither. Uh, Stone Cold starring Brian Bosworth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then the one that popped out to me the most was Dark Angel, yeah. starring Dolph Lundgren. And this is uh, if you are a U.S. listener, you might know this movie as uh, I Come in Peace. That's how it was released here, mm-hmm. and that's how I knew it as. Um, I only learned it was called Dark Angel everywhere else uh, fairly recently, actually.
1: I come in peace.
0: I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about Dark Angel <laughs> other than it's it's kind of a nostalgic uh, movie for me. And it sticks out in my memory because they took Dolph Lundgren, dyed his hair brown, and tried to make him talk with an American accent. <laughs> 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 that alone is worth watching. So check out I Come in Peace slash Dark Angel if you've never seen it. It's it's a pretty great uh, just like action genre film from the late 80s, early 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, to finish up the list was Action Jackson 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 And uh, and A-Team
1: Yeah, Action Jackson being his directorial debut uh, Starring three actors from Predator From the team You had Mm. uh, You had Billy Billy You had (laughs) Mac Well, I guess I should use a name You had Sonny Landham, Bill Duke And, of course, Carl Weathers As the titular Action Jackson Why do they call you Action
0: anyway? to catch a cat. No, I got you. He's a cop who carries no weapon. This Jackson is so vicious, we don't even let him have a gun. He's a maverick who answers to no one. You might tell that boy's arm off He had a spear. <laughs> He's a man who's no talk.
1: I bet I can make you change your mind.
0: And all action. How do you like your ribs?
1: The indefatigable action,
0: Jackson. One big fall. So allow me to lay my healing hands upon you. What do you want from me? I want you to die. One, two, three. When it calls for action, he's the one to call. If I was to hit you again, you'd probably slam my little body right through that wall. I was thinking about it. Ah! Carl Weathers is Action Jackson, and action is on the way. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Craig Baxley, he's been around. He's done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool.
1: A lot of stuff. And in the interviews and behind-the-scenes stuff, he just seems like a really kind of loosey-goosey, just laid-back, almost like a California surfer guy, which seems like the opposite of John McTiernan. So I, I, I can't imagine how they uh, got along or didn't get along. Behind the scenes, right? But yeah. Oh, all right. Did, you didn't? Did,
0: did hmm. you see the new Predator? Uh, the Predator. New Predator. Yeah. I've watched the first thirty minutes of it. Okay. Yeah. I haven't made it through the whole thing yet. I I put it on and it was late, and I made it through about a half an hour. And to be honest, I wasn't that uh engrossed by it and i was starting to get sleepy and uh turned it off and went to bed
1: oh that that's fine um just a little bit of trivia there (laughs) i mean i don't like the movie so i don't have a ton to say other than uh thomas jane of i just want my kids back fame i just want my kids back and punisher fame uh, his character is named baxley in the movie the predator Mm. as an homage homage nice homage Homage, there, one of homage, those oh, homage, <laughs> mm, homage, it's a delicious homage uh, to Craig Baxley, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, all right, Craig Baxley, all right, Craig Baxley,
0: so do we need to talk about our uh kill count here?
1: yeah,
0: I, <laughs> last we left,, I think we're at like nine or ten, yeah, in the minute <laughs> what and are then we at
1: now in this minute, I think at thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when i saw that i started bursting out laughing (laughs) it's amazing 30 people yeah or 28 people yeah yeah
1: Yeah. close to 30 people just in this minute alone Uh, so we have uh, sadly moonbeam going out uh, in style though taking the other eight campers at the dining table with him in the exploding truck we have somewhere in the vicinity of eight after Dutch's first grenade toss. Because if you remember, we were talking about that earlier, but the grenade goes off and there's probably three or four subsequent explosions after, including the fuel dump. So, yeah. and, and I've paused it a little bit while watching this movie, but if you slow it down, sometimes you'll see just kind of bodies flying through the flames. It's really hard to pick those up. Yeah. And it's <laughs> right. simply for the purpose of, of adding more and more and more on, but yeah, these things just
0: really build up. Don't forget about the eight campers uh, having
1: food and fellowship. Right, exactly. Just just enjoying like one last meal together. hmm
0: So there they go. There's plus eight more. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, you have, let's see, some were taken out by his three, taken out by his M203 grenade launcher. Uh, the two flaming guys we saw, the guy's just on fire. The, the same guy who's launched by Panchito's first grenade that... Dutch killed with his grenade launch. (laughs) That guy going, ooh. Three (laughs) laid to waste by Dutch's M16. And then three more by the chopper before this minute ends. So the guy looking around, confused uh,
0: Mars guy looking around. Oh, yeah, Mars guy. Get your ass to Mars. Total recall, Mars guy. Um, Wow, that's awesome. Quite the jump. Yeah, if
1: you freeze frame it right when Mars guy is being seen for the second time, there's an explosion behind him and there's some guys in berets hitting the deck. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) See ya. Ding, ding. Oh, man. All right. Does
0: that bring us to the end of the minute, John? Did we do it? That is a dizzying minute of action. Yeah, we we covered a lot there. There was a lot going on. So many explosions. Yeah, I'm excited for the next one. Yeah,
1: me too. (laughs) me too
0: it's just going to continue i think we're going to have
1: our our buddy batchelder on for the next minute
0: oh bring on a fellow teacher yeah and and movie connoisseur yeah yeah an actor and part-time actor actor, actor, yeah as seen in some commercials maybe you've seen in the local seattle area yeah
1: we'll have to to give some plugs uh, yeah at the end of that minute but yeah looking forward to that all right, so now is the part of the show where we're talking Weekly Recommends, so...
0: Ooh, Weekly Recommends. Jeff, what do you have
1: on the old Recommend file of Facts?
0: Let's see here. Um, so I, this last weekend, was a single dad. My wife was out of town. And uh, when my wife is out of town, I am with the kids all day, and when I put the kids down to bed, finally, I like to have a little... You know action movie marathon if I can after the kids go to bed so I did a little research I was trying to find some kick-ass action movies that I had never seen before and one popped into my head actually that you had recommended to me a couple weeks ago when we saw Robocop and uh, I watched the 2012 remake uh, called dread oh um, which is a remake of, of course uh, judge dread these have very campy Sylvester Stallone film from the mid '90s. Of course, um, yeah. The new, uh, the reboot or remake, just simply called Dread. Um, I I have to say I okay. enjoyed it. It was a little darker. It was a uh, little had less comedy, obviously. Right. And you you had compared the premise to The Raid, which is one of my favorite action movies mm-hmm. of all time, um, and that really piqued my interest. So. Uh, it did share a similar vibe in that they are working their way up this tall building on their way to finding a, a bad guy at the top. And um, I don't know, you know, I was in the mood for an action movie. I was in the mood for something not too serious. I was in the mood for just kind of gun, gunfire and explosions and some kick-ass fight scenes and you know, dread delivered. I mean, wait for what?
1: Wait for me to change my mind? Wait for another two or three seconds of life because you're so fucking weak you just can't stand to see it end.
0: No. Wait oh, for her to shoot you. So, if that's the mood you're in, mm-hmm. I, I recommend it. Um, I'm not going to go out and say it's a masterpiece or. <laughs> I'll um, cut that to say you, know. <laughs> you said it's a masterpiece. <laughs> It's a masterpiece. (laughs) Don't cut this to say something like, I killed Ernest Milford.
1: Don't edit this for your broadcast, so it looks like I'm screaming, I killed Earl Milford.
0: It's a masterpiece. I don't exercise. (laughs) Uh, Right. (laughs) Uh, But for what I was, uh, you know, I cooked myself uh, a steak, and I had a, a glass of some whiskey on ice, and... Popped in some dread. It's a masterpiece. And you know, I had myself a very nice evening. So awesome.
1: Um, awesome. And I. I, when I'm thinking about that movie, I think it is something of a comfort movie when you have like a protagonist, like a Dread or like an Arnold, where you're thinking, yeah, the protagonist, the main good guy, is totally going to make it. There's like, there's no suspense there. I'm, I'm not worried about that. Um, this The good guys. Yeah, you know they're going to yeah, live. We know they're going to live. It's this unstoppable force that I'm just curious how, right, the things conclude, how they, they solve the problem of these bad guys in the building.
0: Yeah, they do bring in the Dreads, like little uh, rookie partner yeah. so you get some suspense there not quite knowing although you know <laughs> she's gonna live like really but you know that that's a yeah. good little element there so it was fun i had fun with it which i th- if someone was to ask me how would you describe it i'd say you know it's a masterpiece pour a glass of whiskey and have a steak and yeah. have some fun <laughs> i'll, pre- I'll pre- revisit that yeah. one
1: it's been a while but yeah um i guess my recommend it's comes in a similar vein it's a uh movie called eighth grade <laughs> Okay, it's not as similar, bit, it's it's a little bit different. Uh, but
0: so so you're saying we have a new double feature? <laughs> we
1: have a new double feature. I don't know what you watch first. The movies like are just strike such a you know same nerve. kicking <laughs> up that action from. <laughs>
0: Now, uh, in all seriousness, I have been wanting to watch 8th Grade. We are both teachers, and we both uh, have taught middle school for many years. So mm-hmm. this is one that I'm curious to hear your review on. Uh, yeah,
1: the uh, let's see. I'm going to go off the IMDb summary, because it's hard for me to kind of improvise a little bit sometimes. So um, sure. it, the IMDb summary for 8th Grade states, An introverted teenage girl tries to survive the last week of her disastrous disastrous eighth grade year before leaving to start high school Uh, and if this is like any other kind of take on high school or middle school then we know how that would play out it'd be all sorts of outrageous with like huge bombastic unrealistic characters in a middle school setting but it's not like that at all it's very much played for awkwardness and laughs and some drama here and there But it's following around this main character, Kayla, um, just like I said, as she's making her way through the last week of her eighth grade year before she moves on to high school. And it's showing her trying to come out of her shell a little bit and just how awkward that is. I imagine most people can relate to that in their middle school and elementary and high school years of being introverted and not fitting in very well and just how that looks though in the modern age with all of our technology our social media um shifting roles of parents and friends nowadays and i think it's all juggled masterfully and um, the lead actress elsie fisher does an awesome job portraying that awkwardness and trying to come out of the shell but also trying to keep who she is uh, intact
0: yeah that's the praise i've heard about this movie is that it really weaves in kind of the way the youth of today have to deal with social media and um, the extra pressures that are put on them through that that those means and i i see that as a as a teacher you see kids just staring at their phones constantly yeah and and you realize that they're living a completely second life digitally and all the extra pressures of popularity and um and self-consciousness must you know spill over into that so i'm super curious to give this one a watch
1: yeah give it a watch you know let, let us let us let the podcast know how you're feeling Uh, My wife was going to hop on and give it a high recommend as well, but uh, she is away for right now. Uh, But I know she would give it a a high recommend. And you and I and my wife are all teachers to be able to see something that really speaks to us, at least from the youth experience. I wouldn't say that it really nails the classroom experience very well. I don't know a movie that actually does nail. I've
0: never seen a movie that does. I mean, other
1: than... um, Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, that really, is spot on. That's spot on. That's all I can think about is trying to inspire my wannabe hood I rats mean, and
0: gangsters to,
1: to aspire to be something better.
0: I wasn't sure what to do my second day of teaching when I was first in my first year. And then I thought of that and I quickly went home and put on a leather jacket and... Listen to Coolio. I listened to Coolio. You sit in your chair backwards. Yep, I <laughs> sat in my chair backwards and I said, Hello, fellow kids. And they all listened to me. They all respected you and they were immediately inspired. Realize their me. potential. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's not right. That's a totally different movie. Anyway, uh, eighth grade, go check it out. It's on Amazon cool. Prime right now.
0: All right. I'm going to have to check it out now. I've been, it's been on my list for a long time. Awesome. Recommend. You have to check it out.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: cool. So now
1: part of the show where we find out where we can find ourselves on the mm. internet. Mm. Yeah. So Jeff, where can we find you online?
0: Well, you can find me, uh, being somewhat active on the Twitter machine mm-hmm. uh, at uh, capital K Carl underscore capital H Hungus three, one, four. My name is college. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of activity recently on Twitter in the movie by minutes uh, community, mm-hmm. um, which has been kind of cool. There's, I've been following more Movie by Minutes people, and there's been a lot of activity there and people trying to promote each other's shows, uh, which I think is kind of cool. So anyway, come follow me there or follow uh, Predator Minute on uh, Twitter and uh, join in the conversation.
1: Yeah, you you mentioned the Movies by Minute community, and uh, this pretty much all started – the community pretty much all started – due to alex robinson and pete the retailer breaking down the star wars movies one minute at a time um you can find them at star wars minute and if you go to the webpage for movies by minutes it's it's literally moviesbyminutes.com you'll be able to find so far 119 different podcasts breaking down movies one minute at a time so Awesome. Go out there and find a movie that you really like or a movie series. And there's a good chance that you can listen to someone breaking it down minute by minute. If you listen to Predator, right, if you're into other sci-fi things, right, there's a Jurassic Park minute for you. There's obviously, like I said, Star Wars minute, but then there's Star Trek minute, the Alien minute, Back to the Future minute. There's,
0: there's all kinds. I've been surprised and shocked by how many different movies have the minute by minute treatment going on out there. Yeah, so. it's it's crazy. It's, Yeah. <laughs> super fun yeah go try it out comedies action movies sci-fi movies if there's a movie that you love i would search cuz uh, there might be someone out there doing a project
1: yeah i mean maybe you're really into predator so much that you want to listen to another predator minute podcast there is another, <laughs> another predator <laughs> minute podcast
0: literally called predator yeah, minute shout out
1: shout yep. out um, i don't know how far along they are they don't release weekly they release 5 days a week and i'm thinking they might be close to being done so go check them out for some further analysis and i think they incorporate a lot more drinking into their podcast (laughs) (laughs) i think they talk about different drinks also i think they have some bartending backgrounds or mixology backgrounds oh that's fun they do five episodes a week five episodes a week so they're dang way way up there um, in the episodes but yeah check them out for predator minute i'm john zabriskie
0: and i'm jeff glover and until next time stick around and work out your buys and the tries. Do some
1: deadlifting. Ah, it's good for your yeah. glutes.
0: That's your butt. Think. Put on your <laughs> fingerless gloves. Close. Close shave. You're very close That's a beautiful shot. Fuck oh, that was nice. like a charm. That was nice. <laughs> Whole show's like that. Really, it's come up with something new, fresh, and innovative. You got time to duck? And we've
1: taken it to the max here, as far as safety is concerned. But the bottom line is we've created the illusion that the audience is going to feel like these actors were indeed part of this battle sequence, as well as
0: themselves. It's a masterpiece. I don't exercise.